Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I saw this movie. I mean, I know this plot I'm a part of right now. After stepping through door number four and ending up in someone's shower. It's an alternative life story thing. I think Nicolas Cage was in that movie, right? He played this superficial guy, made a lot of money, lived in the city, and he never got in a deep or meaningful relationship with anyone. He just pushed people away before something real could happen. And then he wakes up one day living a completely different life. The life he would have had if he'd stayed with his girlfriend. He suddenly has a bunch of kids. He lives in the suburbs. Average Joe kind of stuff. First, he's mad and tries to find a way back to his expensive restaurants and fancy Manhattan lifestyle, or whatever the city was. But then he learns a lesson about what's important and blah, 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 love over money, blah, blah, blah. Average is okay. What is it called? I know this. I mean, it sucked. Just to be clear, the movie sucks. Don't watch it. Nobody should watch it. This is so annoying. I know the title. Anyway, I'm inside of a 90s Nicolas Cage money grab movie plot right now. One second I was living a life, and then I stepped through a door and there's a whole different life. Well, it's not exactly the same as the movie, actually. The difference is that I wasn't super successful in trying to fill my soul with money. I was living a superficial and unsuccessful life, trying to fill my soul with video games and daydreaming. And I didn't go to sleep in my fancy penthouse. I was abducted and teleported to a shower where I got screamed at. Not as Hollywood as I'd like. I know now, by the way, that the screaming woman is my wife. So that part is the same as the Nicolas Cage movie. And she's pregnant. We're about to have a kid. Or she's, you know, she's having a kid with a different version of me. It's very confusing, the whole alternative timeline thing. I don't like it when writers do that. I always lose track of the logic. And knowing lots of alternative versions of a character exist makes me care less about what happens to them. Anyway, if I break it down, here's the gist of it. There was an older, different me, and when I stepped through door number four, I took his place. The thing is, Nicolas Cage spends the first part of the movie figuring out what happened to him. But I already know that. So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do now. Fast forward to learning my lesson and start living a different life like nothing happened? Acting like I've been with this woman for years? I don't even know her name. I am a little closer to the city, so that's nice. 
I just checked where I was, and that shower is at least two hours worth of driving closer to Kim than the cooling cell. If she's still there. Or if she's alive even in this alternative timeline. I mean, what year is it? I don't even know how much time has passed. Is that what happened? Did I time travel? I should try and figure out what year it is. And what my wife's name is. Do I come across as extremely confused? Because that is the actual case. Did Nicolas Cage time travel in... What is the name of that movie? sitting in a house. My house, kind of. Across from, kind of, my wife. I'm sitting in the living room on a couch that I apparently bought, and across from me, on the coffee table, there's my kind of wife, leaning all the way forward, almost close enough to kiss me. And she's holding my hand. She's squeezing hard. She's clinging on to me. Afraid that if she lets go, I'll slip away again. I'm not gonna lie, it's hard for me not to walk out the door and leave her here. I don't know this woman that's holding on to me. She's sending me in the general direction of a full-blown, claustrophobia-induced nerve-burner of a panic attack. It's just... She's... She's so close to me all the time. She... Imagine a complete stranger suddenly clinging to you. And the way she keeps looking at me is so intense. I can see she's keeping herself from leaning in even closer. It's like she's trying to find the truth somewhere on my face. Like she'll be able to make sense of all this by studying me non-stop. Well, good luck with that, lady. <sighs> That's not fair. I shouldn't be so cold. This is not the time to hide behind sarcasm. We're both confused and scared, and we don't know what to do. This poor woman loves me, or the other version of me. She had a life with me, was about to start a family. But I have no idea who she is. She's afraid. That makes sense. She's afraid she lost her husband. And to be completely honest, maybe she did. I don't know if the switch can be reversed. I don't know if he'll come back. And if he doesn't, she's stuck with a guy who doesn't love her. To her, I'm an important part of her income, probably. And the most important person in her private life. 
But to me, this is just another step in a very long and very confusing journey from Corvat to Naraka City. What happened to you? That's uh, very hard to explain, but I'm gonna try, okay? You're just gonna have to bear with me. I will. Okay, so I am not your husband. You said I look just like him, but I am not him. Not exactly. It sounds like you're a bit confused, baby. Have you seen that Nicolas Cage movie where he suddenly switches into another life? I... Like an alternative life he could have had? What are you talking about? I'm sorry, but you sound completely insane right now. Maybe we should call Dr. Stone? The first thing I need to do is convince her that I didn't go mad. Which is the case, right? I mean, I can't be sure of that, of course. Theoretically, it is possible that I lost my mind. Maybe I did go on living in Corvat. Maybe I met this woman, settled down with her, one day lost it. Just lost my mind while taking a shower. Started getting dressed while the water was running and became convinced that I stepped through a magical portal. Door number four. It is the more plausible theory, actually. Losing my mind, now that I think about it. Maybe the memories of my weird adventures are all false. Oh no! Now I'm even more confused! Is there anything different about my appearance to you? What do you mean? You know, if you look at me, apart from the clothes in the backpack, was there something about my appearance that changed? Anything that's different from the way your husband looked when he walked into the bathroom? Well, yes. You cut your hair while you were in there. Your hair is suddenly really short. You never wore it this short before. You look like an army cadet. Anything else? Do I look younger? Not really, but... What is it? It's like your scar is gone. Your husband had a scar? You had a scar. On your left cheek, there was a kind of circle, like a fingerprint, from when the hot oil burned your face. You don't remember? You had the accident during a night shift. You fell asleep. Where do I work? At BBU, of course. You were the manager of the BBU in Corvat, and something went wrong, and you burned your face, and there was a mark on your cheek. I'm pretty sure it was still there yesterday. So, what does that tell you? Something weird is going on, right? I guess. Thank God. If she sees a difference, then I can let go of the psychosis theory. That's good. I think. Is it good? Crows hunting me down... Creepers abducting me to talk about Naraka. Maybe going mad is better. I'm not sure. It is weird that the scar is gone. So, explain to me what happened from your point of view. Does this have something to do with Kim? What? That woman Kim you were looking for. We had a fight about it. Does this have something to do with her? I'm sitting behind my laptop or behind the laptop of a version of... I, I don't know how to talk about alternative lifelines without every sentence becoming a jigsaw puzzle. How about this? Every time I'm referring to the other version of me, the alternative version, I'm just going to say Nicolas Cage. 
And every time I talk about the version of me that stepped through door number four, I'm just going to say, you know, me. So I'm sitting behind Nicolas Cage's laptop and his wife is showing me what he's been up to. By the way, I see the clock on the screen and the date. I've jumped four years ahead in time. That's... I'm trying to ignore that. But it's very scary. Because that means Kim has been living her life for four years. I haven't been a part of her life for four years. And her dad definitely beat me to her. I mean, four years to drive from Corvat to the city? That must be enough. Unless he also got caught up in some weird fungus-infested house. Nicholas Cage's wife shows me the amateur investigation that's been going on for those four years. Nicholas was still looking for Kim. Secretly. Apparently, Nicholas Cage still works at BBU. He took the promotion Mr. Crow offered him. And now he manages the restaurant in Corvat. Recently, Cage and his wife moved out of that town into this nice house. So he did leave Corvat eventually. But not really. Nicholas is trying to find a job closer to where they live now. But it's not going anywhere. And BBU headquarters won't move him to another restaurant because he's doing too good of a job. So he's still kind of stuck there. He can't really leave. And in the meantime, Nicholas Cage keeps wondering what happened to Kim, apparently. He's still thinking about her every day, like I used to. Even after all those years and while starting a family. Apparently, Nicholas tried to forget her through his relationship with this other woman. Oh, what's her name? Come on, sleeper, she told you. And you can't ask her again. You'll break her heart. You'll have to find something in the house with her name on it. Maybe some mail or something. Hi. I'm sorry for interrupting. This is your lizard brain. I'm the part of the brain that tells you what you want most in life, on a fundamental level. Well, you want to support Sleeper while he tries to leave Corvat. So what you want to do now is go to leavingcorvat.com and get some merch, spin-off adventures and behind-the-scenes episodes. Thank you very much for listening to your lizard brain and making your limbic system happy. Let's get back to the show. Nicholas Cage never left the BBU parking lot where Kim asked him to run away together. He still goes there every day to work. And he can't stop wondering what would have happened if they just ran away together that day. I mean, the moral lesson in the Nicolas Cage movie... Uh, I'm talking about the actual Nicolas Cage now. The actor, not the code name. The moral lesson in the movie that I can't remember the name of was laid on a bit thick. It was clear from the first act. Sorry to sound snobby. But the lesson in my alternative life switch situation is even more obvious. I mean, look at this man's search history. Look at all the work he's putting into this dead-end investigation. It's all pretty clear. This life switch is telling me that if I don't go through with my search, if I don't leave Corvat for real, I won't ever be able to grow out of it. I won't ever leave it behind me. The things that could have been. So, 
what I'll take from this is, whatever happens, don't turn back. <clears throat> what I've learned is, I should press on. Hello? I know what this corny plot is supposed to teach me. Okay, Creeper. I don't know if you're listening to this, but bring me back to my time now, please. I'll keep going. Whatever happens, I won't turn back. Don't give up on your dreams. I've, I've got the moral of this story internalized now. Please, bring me back to my own timeline. Nothing. But, now that I see my future and learn my lesson, I'm supposed to get out, right? I'm supposed to be able to get back to my life. Right? What are you doing? I have to go back. What do you mean? I have to go back through the door. I have to get back to my own timeline or, or universe or however this works. So you're going to take a shower? Well, that's how I got here in the first place. It won't work. It will. It won't. It didn't work. I took a shower and nothing happened. Well, my clothes are soaked again. That happened. But this is where I am now. The door closed shut behind me like magical portal things usually do. Why is that? It's not like bridges or regular doors work that way. Ever. Why is that a trope? You're stuck here with me. Yep. I know they say sometimes life passes you by when you settle down, but I'm sure they didn't mean it like this. Like waking up one day under a shower, completely unaware of what happened for the last couple of years. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. What do you want to do? I think I should try and find Kim. I mean, that's what I was doing before stepping through the door. And that's what Nicolas Cage was doing before I got Nicolas here. Nicolas Cage? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, your husband, I mean. That's what I was doing everywhere. In both versions of me. So, I think I should continue traveling to the city and try and find Kim there. You haven't found her in all these years. What makes you think you'll find her now? Yeah, but did I ever actually go out there? No. Exactly. I have to go there. I just know it. I can't promise anything about what will happen once I get there, but I have to go. I think that's the only way to move on. Maybe me moving on means your husband comes back, or something. I don't know what else to do. Okay. Let's go then. What do you mean? I mean, let's pack some bags and go on a road trip. Let's go to the city and try and figure some stuff out together. You're coming with me? Of course I am. I'm your wife. Okay. All right. Do you know that movie where Nicolas Cage switches lives? You keep bringing up Nicolas Cage. Do you know the name of that movie where he's suddenly a dad with kids living in the suburbs? Try to sound as sane as you possibly can while we go on this trip and try to find Kim, okay? I mean, I'm very pregnant and I'll be alone in a car with you. Just help me believe that you are not a crazy person. Please. I'll try. Do we have a car? Yes, we do. 
a very nice one. You lease it through BBU. Ah, great. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.